coming up tonight on Max Wrestling Summer's End. Finally, The Rock has come back to SmackDown. Impact celebrates 1,000 episodes and on a full show of old faces. Uh, Eddie Kingston is finally a world champion, thank fucking God. And the Demon S faces the Phoenix in the first time ever. And you cannot miss this showdown. Thank God I'm here early. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. This is your captain speaking. He is El Jefe Moses Marquez. Welcome to Summer's End. Uh, and what a crazy summer it's been. We've had more back-to-back events than ever before on Macross, and we had our first all-for-one. Uh, we're culminating tonight in the first time ever malevolent showdown between the Demoness and the Phoenix. And the wrestling world itself has had a crazy summer, culminating this past Friday with the Rock's return of all people. We'll get into all that and more. But before we do, make sure you subscribe right here on YouTube.com forward slash Mass Wrestling. Follow us on SoundCloud and Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, And you can find out everything more on the Max Wrestling website, MaxWrestlingNet.Weebly.com. Max I swear to God, we get it good, and then there's always a fumble and bubble. <laughs> uh, and, and speaking of more information on Max Wrestling, of course, we introduced the group recap last week, the Max Wrestling Facebook group. Uh, hopefully those of you that follow Cypher on TikTok saw his little plug for it too. Thank you very much, Corey. Um, I tell you who's been very, very active this week is Chris Reed. That boy's posting. Oh, Um, don't let him get started. Chris Reed. Well, he's even been doing the (laughs) live stream. So shout out to you, Chris Reed. We appreciate you. Yeah. There's a lot of topics he's been posting. Um, who who would you like to see Damian Priest cash in his money in the bank on? Um, I mean, we've varied uh, pretty much as soon as he won it on Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he's out of the title picture now. It seems to be maybe edging towards Nakamura beating Rollins a second time. Please. That'd be kind of nice. I mean, I know we've been calling for it and clamoring for it. And I think it would work out beautifully if they went that route. But to answer the question that Chris posted, I mean, everybody does. Nobody wants to go after Roman. That's kind of a given. You know, you're gonna lose. I'm sorry, I hate to break it to you. Um, <laughs> now, I mean, unless he wants to try to go be like NXT champ, then yeah, I, I would just hold on to it, still wait for the perfect opportunity, and cash it in on Finn. I mean, uh, we know that the whole thing is, or no, uh, well, no, Seth's champ. Sorry. Yeah, for but now. I mean, like. For now, exactly. So, when, <clears throat> like we had said, um, we never know. Maybe Nakamura picks it up somehow. Finn will get a hold. I feel like that was what the entire story was going to end up being about. Is it's like, okay, well, cool. Finn's probably going to win. And then it's going to be inner turmoil inside of the group. And it just hasn't happened. It, we haven't seen it come into fruition just yet. So, no. if anything, that group's gone stronger. It has. And, and it makes they are dripping not, in gold. Yeah. And it makes you not want to see him break up. Yeah. So I'm glad like they didn't shit. pull the trigger, really. As am I, uh, but now what are we doing? I mean, that's that's kind of where it's at. That's I think that's kind of like why Chris had posted that question, because maybe he feels the standstill is for real. I mean, cashing in on NXT is a very nice idea, because main roster have really been raiding NXT recently. Dirty Dom's got the North American title. Becky Lynch just won the women's title. I mean, they're pushing the North American title on Raw next week, for crying out loud. Against Dragon Lee? So, I mean, I say go for it. I mean, it, Carmelo Hayes is already up, already going to be heading towards the main roster anyway. 
why not give him some spotlight like this? Like like they're doing with Dragon Lee. Yeah. I think it would be a killer idea. That, that's why I, I, I my immediate response was to do that. Just because I feel like any other one is going to be a failed cash-in. You're not going to beat Roman. Yeah. And I don't think you're going to beat Seth. And if you are, you know, maybe that's maybe the Judgment Day turn on him. I don't know. You know, maybe. Yeah, you, but, you're definitely not going to beat Roman. That's why Theory went after the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. Smart man. <laughs> Smart man. Um... Trav posted a video of Randy Orton being spotted at the Performance Center in mm-hmm. Orlando. Finally seeing him getting ready to return, maybe. Um, but, I mean, the clock's got to be ticking. We've seen so many reports this past, well, since he's been out, really, that he may be considering retirement or he's been encouraged to retire um, cool. because the injury was so bad this time. I was going to say, this isn't the first time he's had issues with his back, his neck. He's had issues like that before. The guy's 43. Yeah. Now, I know that doesn't, uh, um, oh, well, whatever. There's been guys that, DDP started in his 30s. and He started in his 30s. He started in his 30s. This kid started in his mid-20s. So he's been doing this about 20 years, if not over 20 years. Uh and yeah, he's again. He's had neck problems. He's had head in, uh, injuries. He's had. I remember he had major shoulder surgery like like nine, ten years ago. Yeah. So it's he's banged the fuck up. Um, I, I now granted, I love Randy Orton. He's been a, he's been an absolute favorite of mine. Um, back in the bald headed Randy Orton days when he was the biggest fucking psycho. dick, the psycho Randy when he was just the biggest dick in the world. Um, he was. I loved it. I just that that extra level of heel was something great for me. He can be the special attraction. He can be the yeah. one big. He can be the big match. You know, every other pay per view, every big pay per view. He can be. He can replace John Ish. You know what I'm saying? As far as that, you know, like, hey, let's bring the old guy in. That that could be the Randy. You know, yeah, maybe just think, not in world title pictures. I mean, I'd like to see him. If anybody's going to beat Flair's imaginary record, I'd rather it was Orton um, because of Evolution. But like I, I pointed out the other day, Ric Flair is the most recent Evolution member to have a match. This is true. That's also weird. But um, Yeah, I mean, I think it was last year. It was Randy's 20th anniversary. Jesus Christ. So then, yeah, it's about he's been going on like 20-something, 21 years. Because I want to say he got in like early. I said mid-20s, but like early 20s. It's so right after the Marine Corps thing. Yeah. The documentary was fun. Uh, I got to jump on this one. Um, Trav posted this one too. Kevin Nash once again comments in on LA Knight. Um, because, of course, last week LA Knight fired back with the very subtle but very brilliant dig at Kevin Nash using one of his old promos. Um, brilliant. Nash, bitter old Nash responded on bitter, his I, perfect, perfect. What was it uh, click, click this or whatever? Um, like a click talk or whatever. I'm in the Hall of Fame. Tw- I'm gonna try and do my best, Kevin Nash here. I'm in yeah. the Hall of Fame twice, both times as Kevin Nash. He's L.A. Knight. What the fuck is L.A. Knight? Is that Night Ranger's first vinyl? The name of it? It's like Oz. You're the evening. What is L.A. Knight? Anything he can steal, he's on it. Nothing original, certainly. It's hilarious. Ah, you know, I sh- mean, I mean, I, I, I can. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it, and I've said this before. 
He does. He does. I've said it. I've I've even bitched about it for a little bit. He is a a a hard copy of the Rock and Stone Cold. Now now hold on. Let me let me also say this by saying Ric Flair was a hardcore copy of of Buddy Rogers. Yeah. Um, Dusty Rhodes was a fucking hardcore copy of somebody else. Fucking uh, Macho Man was a hardcore copy of a fucking dude in fucking Tennessee that I don't remember his name. He just copied his voice. Oh, yeah, brother. That, that was literally it. I swear to God, Macho Man apparently never talked like that until he met that dude. And then and that's, he fucking <laughs> stole it and ran with it. <laughs> Professional wrestling has people that take from other people. It's, it's what yeah. the business has been for fucking as long as I can remember. You know what I mean? For as long as I can remember. Hell, I mean, I remember when... They literally tried to remake Hulk Hogan with Lex Luger. Yeah, you know I mean? tried the, the, Ameri- the American Dream, the Lex Express, and the, the fucking whole nine. You know what I mean? Like they, there's there is a format, quote unquote, that works. And when you get it to work, it, it's like that. Do I think it's a little extra because he wears a fucking leather vest, and instead of saying what he goes, yeah. But then again, he was doing that. And impact. He was doing it in TNA. He was doing it before that. And I think I think he did a little run in MLW even. Yeah, way back but, when, like they were not even on YouTube. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean hell, if you want to, Kevin Nash wore a leather vest when he was Diesel. But um, th- there's Thank certainly you. snippets there, like we said before, of Rock and Austin. But he does also have his own mannerisms. Uh, he's got his own move set. Um, but, that, but like, that's. Ex- you're talking. You're you're putting. You're hitting the nail on the head beautifully. Yes, he is those things, but he rounded it out to make it his own. Yeah, yeah. he's taking uh, uh, ideas, quote unquote. But who doesn't? Thank you, thank you. That I was waiting for that in my own head to pop up. But yeah, who doesn't? Let me talk. Let me. Shawn Michaels didn't invent the super kick. Fuck no. Fuck um, no. Even even the cat. He's come up with his own catchphrases, and even the yeah is. It was an extension of that. It was a longer catchphrase in Impact. It was dummy. Yeah. It's WWE yeah. that have condensed it into one word because, hey, one word sells T-shirts. Mm-hmm. It's exactly so then. Who are we really blaming on this copy? Okay. Who 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 should you? Re- it should be. You should be looking at the company. Okay. Well, well, he's doing those things and they're helping him emphasize them. They're helping yeah. him emphasize them. Because he was. Yeah, dude. Like, he seemed like a carbon copy-ish. I always used to say he cuts promos like The Rock. That was always my thing. <laughs> but then again, so does Ricky Starks. I mean, I, nobody I, gives Ricky Starks shit. There's got to be so many people that have taken inspiration from The Rock. He's like one of the best mic workers ever. So hold on. I want to ask uh, Kevin Nash. I know he ain't going to listen to this, which is totally <laughs> fine. But I want to ask him, are, are you going to get just as mad at, at Maxwell Jacob Friedman for the fact that he tried to mimic Bret Hart thing by thing in that little promo? Before his match, that was fucking brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. I was just beyond blown away. I thought this was perfectly done. It was shot you, for shot, perfect. Are you gonna bitch at him for that? Come on, dude. Like, where are we drawing the line? Okay, where are we drawing the line? I wonder if he bitched at his best friend Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, for ripping off Scarface. That, thank you. So much. Let's did you call Al, did you did you call Al Pacino? Hey Al, <laughs> this guy's trying to steal your gimmick. No, you didn't. So hey Chico, stop it. what the fuck he just say? Bro, fucking you pointed it out beautifully. He was the carbon copy idea of fucking 
uh, fuck Al Pacino, Scarface, bro. That's what he was. He just uh, he played that character, but as a wrestler. And it was yeah. like, okay, don't talk about cocaine. Talk about wrestling. All right. That's yeah, I mean, only let, let me ask. Did did Scott really have a Cuban accent? No, he didn't. He was Al Pacino. No. He put it on too. Ta-da. Everybody Acting, listen baby. to me. Acting, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Kev, Kev just needs to... I don't know what his beef is with L.A. Knight, but he just cannot leave him alone. Because he got over fast. That's why. That's why. Because fucking Kevin Nash had to be fucking Oz, and he had to be all these... And he had to be fucking Diesel, and all these other stupid things before he got fucking cool in the NWO-ish. And fucking yeah. L.A. Knight's been fucking cool since the guy debuted. Because people liked him as Eli Drake. That's the thing that like, I don't think he gets. Is, is Believe it or not, dude, and this and I tell this to other people that don't pay attention to the other shows, Impact's somewhat popular. Okay? Fucking, he's wearing a goddamn sweater. I, I dug this life. baby out. I mean, it's about an episode today, so I dug it out this morning. And my wife was like, isn't that my hoodie? I went, it was. You gave it to me. Oh, well, there you where'd go. you take that from? Under the bed. But hey, right, it's again, impact season. It's impact season. But that's the whole, that that's the thing. The guy was over somewhere else. And he brought it here. And they tweaked him and they this and that. So are we going to start getting pissed off about every motherfucker that comes from the outside? Cody brought his fucking theme music from AEW. With lyrics that literally contradict uh, his own uh, thing in WWE-ish. If you were to, like one of those weird diehards that fucking decapitate everything. Chris, but, uh, what's his name? Van Valet brought up a really good point about uh, Cody Rhodes this week. Uh, the whoa, oh, whoa bit in Cody's theme. It took six years to catch on. He, he's used mm-hmm. that theme ever since he left WWE. Used it in Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact, AEW. The whoa never caught on until WWE. I will admit that, yeah, you're right on that. There was always a little of something in AEW, but then again, and I've said this, and this is something that I think that a lot of people have started to to go with too, is Cody had the fucking John Cena life. Cody was John Cena in AEW. They wanted him to go heel so goddamn bad that they hated him for not doing it, and then they took it out on him and the whole everything. And yeah, dude, were there bitter fans at Cody Rhodes? Were people sick and tired of Cody Rhodes? A little bit. But then again, that that, that that we got real sick and tired of John Cena too. So, I mean, we got sick and tired of John Cena winning all the time, um, and that's the thing we had to keep pointing out about Cody. People were jumping on him for being, you know, the company guy burying everybody. He put so many people over in a big way too. Like, yes, he was the first three-time TNT champ, but then he would turn around and. He put over Sammy. He put over Darby. Like in in really good matches at that. That fucking ladder match with him and Sammy still plays through my head. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like so. Oh yeah, yoy. That's funny. Uh, one last one that finishes off from the group. Um, Christopher Van, Christopher Vontavius asked, "Why is the Canadian Destroyer being used as a regular move instead of a finisher?" Now, I mean, it's. It's a good question, but I think we all know the answer. It's like, and I think Harold and I both explained it. Um, wrestling changes. Finishing moves are not finishing moves for very long. Once upon a time, a DDT was a finisher. A leg drop was a finisher. A body slam was a finisher. Now they're just mm-hmm. regular moves. Uh, same thing with a super kick. It's becoming a regular move, a transition move. Um, 
and the Canadian Destroyer is also becoming a regular move. I think mainly because we're starting to realize it's not as difficult as we thought to perform. <laughs> it basically just means the guy taking it has to do a backflip. That's it. I mean, the, the the but but you said it beautifully when you started this whole thing. Uh, wrestling grows. You know what I mean? We get as we get older, as the years go on, the styles adapt. We twenty five years ago, if the only people that paid attention to what was going on in Japan were absolute diehards, and yeah. then even further back, and even smaller, more even minute. So again. Now that the ideas of different style of wrestling has come around, there's the more of the everybody has really gotten into Lucha Libre. So Lucha Libre, it's huge. So that's why you're seeing a lot more flips and dives and crazy shit like that. Because the reality is, is they're actually taking from Mexico. They're taking from guys like Ricochet and even Rey Mysterio, if you want to go all the way back to the day. I mean, yes, he's still going today, but the guy was an innovator back in WCW, believe it or not. They took... They took that style. They're taking what you uh, what's seen on the independent scene, what's seen as flashy moves. They're taking the, some of the stuff that you're getting from Japan in strong style. They're blending it all together. They're making their own move set. Yes, it, 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 I feel like it does diminish it a little bit. I, I can I can uh, agree with that because I remember seeing like a Canadian destroyer. Uh, I want to say from Homeboy on Impact. Uh, goddamn. Um, I'm looking at him right now and I can't see his goddamn uh, uh, face. Anyway, the dude on Impact that was, uh, yes, sir, Petey Williams. Thank you, God bless. I fucking, it's one of those playing name guys that always fucking gets me. I swear <laughs> to God. But Petey little, little Petey Pump, Petey Petey Pump. I love that. That's all oh, God. Yes, that was one of the best characters ever. Little Petey Pump. Anyway, he uh, his whole thing was the Canadian Destroyer. He was one of the first guys that really like made it like a, a, a popular move. Put it on TV, the whole nine yards. But then, yeah, it, it everything slowly becomes transitional. It does put a sour taste in my mouth. I will admit, and I'm sure it does for a lot more other people. I'm sure there's some people that are overly strong that none of these should be, uh, you know, transition moves. But again, this is how it goes. There shouldn't there shouldn't be these last minute fucking standing strike battles, but there are. These guys shouldn't, you know, look like they're at the point of exhaustion. Pop up, hit a big move to pop the crowd, but it works. So yeah. if it don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, we can. The fucking finishers nowadays are fucking 20 times better than they used to be anyway, so I'm really not bitching. I think that was another point I made. Like, uh, Because finishers are becoming more and more common moves, actual finishers have to get more creative. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I mean, let's look at some of the creative ones real quick. My personal favorite is Brian Cage, the drill claw. But if you know 90s wrestling, you know that Scott Steiner used to use that as the uh blah, blah 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 oh my god what was it? uh Steiner screwdriver yeah and I'm like what well, first off what a fucking name but it's <laughs> it's a soup it's basically like it's uh just like an inverted uh sit out pile driver yeah you know it goes from a suplex into a pile driver it's just a big man move like that's a super creative one um look <laughs> look at MJF's kangaroo kick it's it's goofy bro. it's ridiculous but it gets a huge pop he it's so over. The second he does this, he's the fucking the man. <laughs> the guy is the biggest face in the world, by the way, and being a scumbag at that. Um, but I'm glad this question came up this week because, of course, The Rock came back on SmackDown, and of course, he has the most over-the-top finishing move ever, which is literally an elbow drop with mm-hmm. theatrics. 
theatrics. That's it. The people's elbow is electrifying, but it's just an elbow drop. And 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 don't forget <laughs> that his uh, the rock bottom is just a urinage with no angle. Yeah, that's all. So um, I mean, uh, d- get over it, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't say get over it, but this is you know welcome to yeah. welcome to the new age wrestling. Th- that, that's your answer. Re- wrestling evolves, you know. Like I said, DDT used to be a finisher. How many people grew up idolizing Jake the Snake and like, hey, I want to try a DDT. Now it's a common move. Hell, and fucking DDP with the cutter for crying out loud. I will say, though, still to this day, nobody hits a fucking DDT like Jake the Snake. That man planted people. Oh, (laughs) brain damage all the time. Um, So we'll get into the Rush Return and SmackDown and everything else a little bit later on, but that's all from the group right now. That's right. So it is time to finally... Get the second round or the second match of the blind tag team trivia tournament going. It will be determined who will face AJ Sparks and beer in the next round to go on to challenge myself in DC at promo series for the Max Wrestling Tag Team Titles. Is it Ch- it's Chad and DC? I'm sorry, sorry, Chad and Teddy P versus Cypher. Ooh, and a wild card partner. Come on. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Another edition, another part of the Tag team trivia turmoil tag team blind tag team trivia tournament whatever have you try to ignore all the background noise as best as you can with me I have the most loyal member of the MDO the one the only Ted P De Niro but we will waste no more time and we will jump directly into his first question what two men made up the tag team known as the Brain Busters Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. Beautiful stuff, beautiful stuff. But just like I've told every other competitor, and I will now tell you because I do this after the fact because it makes it funnier. I cannot tell you if you got it right or wrong. I can give you some vague hints, but it's all about the score on the board. The fans, the viewers, are the only ones that know the real score. So let's jump into the next one. The next one. What current WWE WWE superstar was formerly known as El Generico? Sammy Zane. Truth be told, I have no idea who was underneath the mask. All I know is it was a pale, a pale, pale white man who had no Spanish, yet everybody thought he did. On to the next. Who won the infamous Brawl for All? Bart Gun. That's one gun America can't ban. Even if they try really, really hard. Anyway, on to the next one. Besides Steve Mongo McMichael, what per, uh, who I should say left the NFL and went directly to WCW entering action? Ron Simmons. Sorry, I heard, but st- <laughs> I didn't hear the but. Steve Mongo McMichael. My phone is messed up. My bad. No, granted, truth be told, there were many guys that left the NFL to go on to pro wrestle, but not directly in WCW. There was only a, one in particular. Uh, But we'll jump on to the next one. At UFC 121, this WWE superstar teased a super fight with Brock Lesnar. Mark Calloway, also known as The Undertaker. So you want to do it? So you want to do it? Truth be told, it was a rather infamous scene. If you know, you know. And if you don't, it is not meant for you, the old good-fashioned Teddy saying. So let's jump to the next one. And everybody say all at home, who was the first TNT champion? The Chandelier in my soul, something, something, Cody Rhodes. Beautifully sung, if I could say so myself. 
on to the next one. This WWE superstar played Prince Puma during his Lucha Underground run. King Ricochet for the Indies, but the one and only Ricochet for WWE and NXT fans. Simone said I was ricocheting or that? Yeah, fool, that was ricochet. <laughs> Simone indeed. Okay, on to the next one. This current New Japan coach was the inaugural WWF light heavyweight champion. Taka Micha Noku. I wouldn't say he innovated the Michinoku driver, but it definitely was famously known by him. Yes, I am sure. Indeed! All I know is you gotta have something to do with the move when it's freaking named after you. But again, as they say, that's a different story for a different time. Let's get on to the next one as we got two left to go. In 1993, the WWF told its fans that this man was the only hope for America at slamming Yokozuna. I'll be your hero. I'll be your hero. With the Lex Express, it was American hero Lex Luger. The only man I know that celebrated a count-out victory over Yokozuna. Did not pin him. Got the victory, but did not win the belt. But celebrated like he won the belt. Good old Lex Luger. All I know is you celebrate victories wherever you can get them, my man. Celebrate them wherever you can get them. So on the last one, and this should be relatively easy for those out there. At the 2000 Royal Rumble, in front of New York, Taz debuted against this man. If it's one thing that I like, it's little... Hold on. It's it's Kurt Angle. It's definitely Kurt Angle. It's exactly who it is. I don't know who this Chad character is, but he sounds like a snitch to me. Anyway, yeah, I know I won. Because I'm me. Believe it or not, regardless if he's going after my world championship and he sees it within his sights and everything in between, we must continue down the road. That is the tag team trivia tournament. And up next is a man who has been towards the top of the trivia game. And right now, yes, I am giving him props even though we will see each other soon. Corey Coulter, what it do, big man? Cypher, as we call him in the group. I hope you're ready. We got a lot for you. Let's jump in to the first question. We're going to rock this puppy right on down easy street. Who is Big Papa Pump? Scott Steiner, baby. The macho man Randy Savage was best known for his time in the WWF and maybe even a little bit in the WCW. But he played this professional sport before doing the pro wrestling. Football. Well, truth be told, many sports have balls, but again, we are paying attention to the ticker. Let's get into the next one. Who famously played Thunderlips in Rocky Three? That will be the real American, Hulk Hogan. Real American, I can say real something else, but that will be for a different time. Let's get into the next one. Carl Malone, also known as an NBA superstar, part-time mailman, teamed with this WCW wrestler to take on Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman. Yo, it's me, it's me, it's DDP. 
The fact that WCW had random athletes and even rock stars teaming and wrestling at some point with other individuals is still shocking in all that manner. But regardless, we're checking the ticker to see if you got that one right. Let's jump into the next one. And this one may be hard, but it may be easy if you know Taker. Maybe you know this one. Who played fake Undertaker? Uh, Brian Lee? I think that's his name. Truth be told, all I know is it was a buddy of his. But let's hop into the next one. Psychosis, La Parca, Hector Garza, Eddie Guerrero all made up this WCW faction. The LWO. The amount of factions that we've seen over the years actually baffles my mind. So it's, it's a little bit crazy. But anyway, let's hop into the next one. In the mid-1990s, during the peak of the Attitude Era, this man debuted in the WWF, currently the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. I'm um, say Hulk Hogan. I mean, technically, I'm not allowed to tell you if you're right or wrong, but what I can tell you is that Hulk Hogan was on a whole different show during that era. So, here comes up a little bit of a tricky one. The band, Bowling for Soup, has a song about this former WWE Women's Champion. Alexa Bliss. Truth be told, I mean, I, I would make a song about Alexa Bliss. Hell, I'd make a song about Trish. I'd make a song about Mandy. I'm losing my mind. Let's get on to the next one. We've got two more to go. What is Kenta's former name, the name he used in NXT? Hideo Itami. I mean, personally, I think Kenta just sounds cooler, stronger, meaner. But that's a different thing for a different day. As they say, the final question I got for you. Who donned the mask of the monster Matunja Cueto in Lucha Underground? Sammy Callahan? I don't know if Sammy exactly wore a mask at any point in his career, but that, again, we're looking at the ticker. So that's all 10. We appreciate you coming out, Corey. Let's hope your partner can match your score. One of the many members of the Dragon Club, the man they call Chad, he is that lawyer. Don't go signing him, though, however. I heard he uh, lost his law degree, something about a bad bar exam. You can't drink at the bar. It's a, an exam. They ruin, they ruin the rules. Anyway, let's jump into the first question. And the first question is, what two men made up the Brain Busters? First of all, yes, I have lost my my license, but we don't talk about that because you've just you've put it out there to distract me. Mind games. I already know. Like We're already getting rigged. Um, the Brain Busters... I have no idea. Let's say, can I just pass? I think I'm just going to pass. I, I just don't know that one. Okay, we'll start it with a pass. Jump into the next one. What current WWE superstar was formerly known as El Generico? Uh, right, the first name I thought of was Sami Zayn. I'm doubting that now, but I'm going to say Sami Zayn. All I can tell you is super solid guess because the reality is, is I cannot give you the answers. The tally will be shown on the screen, which is there for the viewers. But let's jump into the next question. Who won the infamous Brawl for All? I, th I, th I think this one's going to have to be another pass because I do not have a clue. The infamous Brawl for All. Do you know what? I don't even think I've ever heard of it. So I'm going to pass. 
Yeah, disappointing, it's all good. Uh, for those out there who don't know, the Brawl for All was the infamous WWF creation where they shot, they were there was fight to shoot fighting and they actually boxed each other. And well, yeah, the, the winner was somebody not a lot of people expected. But let's jump into the next question. This is probably going to be an even harder one for you. Steve Mongol McMichael and this man are the only two people to leave the NFL and go directly into professional wrestling in WCW. I, 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 <laughs> sounds like this. I wish that my camera was on because I'm literally gobsmacked. I'm just like, how am I even like, I can't even think of a name to throw out of a hat. I want to say something absolutely stupid that I just know is not going to be true. That'd be funny if it is, but I really can't think of anything. Do you know what? Let's, let's just say Rey Mysterio for a laugh. And a laugh is exactly what you'll get, good sir. Let's just say he is an NFL Hall of Famer. But let's jump into the next one. At UFC 121, this WWE superstar teased a possible super fight against Brock Lesnar. Was that the one The Undertaker attended? It's either him or Vince McMahon, and I ain't going to say him, so I'll say Undertaker. One can admit that The Undertaker was a gigantic, and still is a gigantic, fan of the mixed martial arts realm. But on to the next one, and this one could be easy for just about everyone. Who was the inaugural TNT champion? Cody Rhodes? Sorry, the silence is my... the cogs turning. Yeah, no. Was it? Yeah, Cody. 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 I'm not sure if you're going to accept Cody Rhodes. I'm not sure if he's Cody Rhodes at the time, so I'm going to say Cody. But, yeah, Cody. Yeah, uh, the TNT Championship is one worth mind-boggling over because you have Sammy, you have Darby, you have Cody. There's a plethora of guys that have won it multiple times and on an early and quick fashion. So... Cody's a good answer, Darby's a good answer, but again, only the ticker will tell, but time for some Lucha. Who played Prince Puma in Lucha Underground? Was that one uh, Ricochet? I'm going to say Ricochet. When a man knows Lucha, you know that a man knows Lucha, but we jump to the next one. If you know Lucha, maybe you know Strong Style. Currently, this New Japan coach was the inaugural WWF Light Heavyweight champion, not to be confused with the cruiserweight championship. Again, I think this one's gonna have to be a pass. I have not got a clue. Uh, yeah, just pass. Oh, maybe some people don't know New Japan, but it's all good. It's all good. Uh, let's jump into a next one. And this one, we're going a little retro, as I like to do. In 1993, the WWF proclaimed. That America only had one more hope in slamming Yokozuna. Who was the man that slammed Yokozuna? I was going to say Hulk Hogan. But then I realized that was someone else. Obviously, we all know who. But I'm going to say Hulk Hogan anyway, because... I don't know. Hulk Hogan. Well, let's put it to you like this. They're both big, they're both blonde, and they're both muscular. But, again, only the ticker will tell you the proper answer. Let's get into the last one. Debuting at a pay-per-view... Taz defeated this former WWF champion. My God, what is with all these questions that are before my time? Um, 
Do you know what? I'm just going to say Hardcore Holly as a random guess. Out of nowhere, we're going to say Hardcore Holly. The guesses are good. The score is solid. And Chad, we appreciate you hanging on and joining us in the very lovely craziness that is the Tag Team Trivial Tournament. And hopefully you and your partner will move on. And surprise, it's me. Hey, it's me. Yay. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> I'm the problem. It's me. Um, I didn't just jump on it. It was going to be whoever lost between me and Bia last week was going to be the wild card partner. So, Cypher, I got you back. Beautiful stuff. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. All right, let's All right, jump let's in. Do this. Let's go. Let's go. We got 10 more for you. The same 10 that Corey got. Let's hope that you can do better than he did. Let's start it off with uh, with an easy one. Who is Big Papa Pump? Scott Steiner. Beautiful. I, I could tell everybody like I had to do the whole thing. I can't tell you the, whether you're right or wrong. You, it's for the views. It's for the views. So you got to <laughs> make sure that you're watching the ticker. Jumping on to the next one. The Macho Man Randy Savage played in this professional sport before becoming a professional wrestler. Baseball. That's right. He was actually uh, he was a second baseman and then an outfielder. A small stint with the Reds. But uh, never went pro, pro, pro. But, uh, you know, when you find that voice, you got to get right into wrestling. Ah, and one of my favorite movies of all time. What's, Reds in, what's a legendary wrestler played Thunderlips in Rocky Three? That would be Hulk Hogan, brother. Oh, God. That's Somebody the name won- of the game. That's the- <laughs> Somebody once told me, oh, I swear to God, that, that, that they said his name was Hulk Hogan. I'm like, nope, you weren't paying attention. It's Thunderlips. Everybody loves Thunderlips. <laughs> all the ladies and everything. All right. Um, this uh, so uh, who did NBA superstar and part-time mailman Carl Malone team with to take on the team of Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman? Ooh, so this was WCW. Yes, sir. Uh, so it was wrestler and basketball player against wrestler and basketball player. Let's see who who was feuding with the NWO besides Sting. Uh, who wasn't? <laughs> that's, the, that's the real question well, Let's go DDP Beautiful, let's jump to the next oh. one well, actually, You know what would be nice Yeah, DDP is the guy we go, we're looking for on that one He actually, uh, I want to say, still talks to Carl Malone Believe it or not This is one for, for all the taker heads out there Who played fake taker? Oh, shit, what was his name? Uh, Brian, Brian Adams No not Brian Adams. Ah, oh. didn't he become Rat? Adam Adam Bomb. That's that. No, that's Brian Adams. No, wait, Brian he Adams was Chains. He was Chains. Ah, oh, what's his real name? Unless you take Chains, but that was that was a later ring name. No, he actually wasn't a wrestler. Oh, I always thought it was Chains. Then I don't know. I'm just gonna say chains. I'll give you the good one. Brian Lee, you're super Brian close. Lee. Brian I... Lee. Trust me, when I seen this, I thought Brian Adams too. That was my <laughs> first guess, and I was like, oh shit, no, not him. All right, this is gonna be a fun one. Psychosis, La Parca, Hector Garza, Juventud Guerrero, and Eddie Guerrero were the original members of this WCW faction. The Latino World Order. The OG Latino world order where they were just actually mean and nasty and hilarious in Spanish, but nobody knew what the fuck they were saying because, you know, 90s WCW, we only want English. But it was- 
different thing for a different day. Okay, I have to remember that. I can't. I can't ask that one. I'll ask this one as a as a fun bonus question later, though. Uh, here we go. Goodness gracious. Oh, here we go. One of my personal favorites. Who was the Midnight Rider? I'm sure we just heard this question recently. Mm-hmm. And I have absolutely no memory. <sighs> Dusty Road. Wait, Dusty. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes is correct, baby. That's right. He was the man behind the mask, and he would take on all comics because he was a super soft. The punk pop band Bowling for Soup made this song, made a song about this former Divas champion. Ooh, Divas champion. Alexa Bliss? Alexa Bliss. Good job. The Divas champion is meant to throw people off, but yes, good way to stick <laughs> with it. What was Kenta's name in NXT? Uh, Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami, Kenta sounds a hundred thousand times better. And for some Lucha fans out there, what man donned the mask of the monster Matunza Cueto in Lucha Underground? Mm. That man's name's on the back of my tongue. Mm-hmm. Ah. Fucking stocky guy. There's a lot of them in fucking wrestling. I can I can see him about the mask too. Mm-hmm. I just can't remember his name. That's how it goes, big dog. No, mine's gone blank. Jeff Cobb. Jeff fucking Cobb. Jeff fucking Cobb. <laughs> well, brother man, that's a beautiful, hot, lovely score of eight. Oh, my goodness gracious. Some of you ding, guys ding, ding. are ridiculous, ridiculous. But I do got one final question, and I want everybody at home to answer this one. Answer it in the freaking comments if you can. Besides, in 1996, Kurt Angle won. What else did Kurt Angle use besides a scoring pin to win the 1996 gold medal? A broken freaking neck. A broken freaking neck. A broken freaking neck. I asked Travis, <laughs> is that a good question? He said no. And I said, ah, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, it's not a wrong answer, though. It's not. No, it's not. But that's it. it that's the funny thing. It, it was one of those that he always joked about it. It was just fun and this and that. You know, I was like, how can I make this funny? You know, <laughs> obviously you win with a pin. He won with a pin. But, the you know, the whole other he thing is he won neck. with a He used his broken freaking neck. He did have to actually bridge on his poor broke neck. So I feel bad for the guy. If you If you go back and watch the match, yes, he had to fucking bridge on a busted neck. <laughs> Uh, all right, so with a combined score of 16, that means Cypher and I do advance to the final. Um, I'm not going to say it's next week because we keep delaying the trivia, so it will happen at some point between now and the next... Man, we got like six weeks, seven weeks. Sometime in the next month and a half before promo series, we'll have the final. Uh, Cypher and myself versus AJ Sparks and fucking beer. Perfect 10 beer. beer. Oh, my goodness. Um, but speaking of Cypher, he uh, he didn't want to be left out of Summer's End apart from the trivia, so he also dropped a promo. Here it is. Uh, a few words from Cypher. As we reach the end of summer, baby, do you smell it? Do you smell the fall time coming? 
this is a summer's end. But I tell you what else is going to end. Moses Marquez and the MDO as we know it. Now, Moses, at promo series, man, all that gold, baby, is going to be around my waist. And as I cut off the head of the serpent, I'm going to stand victorious over you. But right now, I hope you think you had a good summer, Moses, because it's autumn time, baby. You know what that means? The MDO will fall. I'll see you at promo series, El Jefe. And remember, it's Cypher's time now. TV champion. Question is, Chris, who are you? I thought you were the belt collector, and yet it has not gone unnoticed that you have failed to answer my challenge. I am giving you an opportunity to challenge me for the television championship. Now, maybe. You're still banged up from that choke slam from Cypher. So I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and I'm going to give you another chance to respond. Because this is no longer a request. This is no longer a challenge. This is a demand. I will defend this title against you on October 26th on our Halloween special. And believe me, Chris, this is no trick but it will be a treat for me. That is, of course, unless you can do what no one else has done since Promomania and beat me. You have four weeks. Welcome back to Summer's End, the Cap and Mo Show. Once again, drop us a like and a sub and a follow. And go to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com to learn everything you need to know about Max Wrestling. Do it. Still come. The Demoness versus Phoenix. For the first time ever. Yes. But first, let's recap and talk that smack. Starting with the Friday Night 3-Way. Do it. Impact 1000. Gail Kim and Scott Demore began the show highlighting the knockouts division, but were interrupted by the beautiful people making their return to Impact. 
Giselle Shaw, Jay Vidal and Savannah Evans joined in, but they were confronted by Jordan Grace. Trinity, Diana Perrazzo and Awesome Kong with Raisha Shaid also came to the ring, but not before the first surprise of the night, the return of Tasha Steeles confronting Kong. Finally, Mickey James also joined the proceedings making her return and all 10 of these competitors will face each other in a 10 knockout tag match next week. Backstage, Sharkboy accepted Santino Morella's offer to be his deputy for the evening as America's Most Wanted also reunited. Feast or Fired took place for the first time since 2018, featuring briefcase winners Crazy Steve, Chris Bay, Yuya Yumera and Moose. Also in the match were PCO, Heath, Jay Vidal, Samurai Del Sol, Black Tarus, Johnny Swinger, Sammy Callahan, Rupin de Gujar, Kevin Knight, Joe Hendry, Kushida, Brian Myers, and Steve Macklin, Jonathan Gresham, Jason Hart, John Schuyler, Ace Austin, and Alpha Bravo. Whew. During the match, Steve Macklin had gotten a briefcase, but was gored by Rhino, causing Macklin to toss the briefcase to Moose. Team 3D reunited for the first time in several years, defeating Rohit Raju and Champagne Singh. Josh Alexander celebrated the 1000th episode in the ring but was interrupted by world champion Alex Shelley telling him you're welcome for making impact what it is. Eventually Shelley accepted Alexander's challenge for a world title match but they were attacked by the Rascals. Sharkboy then confronted the Rascals revealing that Trey Miguel will face Josh Alexander next week. Kenny King and Sheldon Jean confronted Santino Morella with King demanding a match for the Digital Media Championship. However, Morella booked King in a match against Eric Young next week. Frankie Kazarian and Tracy Brooks defeated Eddie Edwards and Alicia Edwards. And after the match, Kazarian surprised his wife by announcing she would be inducted in this year's Hall of Fame. And in the main event... Chris Sabin defeated Leo Rush to regain the X Division Championship and become the record-breaking 10-time X Division Champion as he celebrated with the rest of the X Division roster. Well, Impact has been left. We're going to skip Rampage this week, so moving on to SmackDown. Well, SmackDown was certainly the people's show this week as The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, made his electrifying return, although it was pretty obvious from his interview with Pat McAfee just a couple of hours before. The Rock went face to face with Austin Theory including a famous people's elbow. Uh, the Rock's return was viewed millions upon millions of times on social media and it has been all over the social media platforms. Following a distraction from Jimmy Uso, Finn Balor stole a win over AJ Styles. Jimmy obviously still has beats with AJ. Backstage, The Rock bumps into his old rival, John Cena, who welcomes him home. Paul Heyman then overhears Finn Balor trying to recruit Jimmy to the Judgment Day. The Latino World Order takes to the ring where Santos Escobar says his dream is to share the ring with Rey Mysterio, but they're interrupted by Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Street Profits then defeat Cruz and Joaquin fairly quickly and attack them after the match. LA Knight defeated The Miz, yeah, in a much better match from Backlash, a rematch from Backlash, I should say. Following a distraction from Shotzi, Asuka picked up a win over Bayley ahead of her rematch with Io Sky for the women's WWE title next week. On the Grayson Waller effect, after being ran down by Waller, John Cena was confronted by Jimmy Uso. 
Solo Sikoa then interrupted by Superkick and John Cena. The two Ooses beat down Cena before AJ Styles, even the odds, standing tall with Cena to close the show. Now, we're on a collision course with AEW because Saturday is fight night. Ultimate collision, quick and fast. Quickie starts and Big Bill pull up an upset victory over Brian Danielson and Claudio Castanoli with a low blow and a Rochambeau. Later on, Starks challenges Danielson to a Texas death match next week on Collision. Backstage, the Hung Bucks agree to face Mogul Embassy at Grand Slam for the Ring of Honor six-man tag team championships. FTR defeated the Iron Savages easily, and after the match, they challenged the workhorsemen, Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake. The crowd, along with a lot of viewers, chanted, Who are you? as the two teams shook hands. Keith Lee is interviewed backstage in the 20-second take, but somehow interrupted, or still seemingly interrupted, by Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty, who claims Lee lives in his past. John Silver defeated Anthony Bowens with an assist from Evil Uno on the outside, and it seems the Dark Order has finally gone full heel. Eddie Kingston fires some shots at Claudio Castanoli with a backstage pre-taped interview. Backstage, Orange Cassidy and Hook share a bag of chips with agree to team up at Grand Slam. We should, we should have a tag match. Yeah, Grand Slam, let's do it. Just on point, as calm and cool as the only guys that they can do it in this business. At this point, they have no opponents. So, we'll see how that goes. I'm sure it changes with Dynamite, but we'll get into that when we get there. Another challenge for FTR as Ozzy Open quickly defeat a couple of unmasked nerds, or unnamed nerds, excuse me, and challenge FTR at WrestleDream. Backstage, Tony Storm claims she hasn't changed. The business has. The business has gone tits up. Andrade defeated Scorpio Sky, and after the match, Jay White challenges him to a match next week on Collision. It will be Andrade against Jay White. In a pre-taped video package, Shibata announces that he will have a match at Wrestle Dream against whom we don't know, but Shibata wrestling at a pay-per-view. Sign me up. The Righteous defeat the Hardys before Vincent enters a challenge to MJF and Adam Cole for their Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. And in the main event, Chris Stanlater finally, or successfully, I should say, defeats, defends her TBS championship against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, with the rolling, rolling, taking the rolling pin, I should, I should say, as she countered the lockjaw. As I stumble and bubble through the end, let's kick it to my man, the cap. He's got to take one for the team. He's going in wrong. Alright, as you know, we do Raw and Dynamite live, so let's go in Raw. Uh, Cody Rhodes kicked off Raw, but was quickly interrupted by Dirty Dom, of course, who mm -hmm. again claims that Jay Uso will join the Judgment Day, and also informs us that Nia Jax bruised Rhea Ripley's ribs last week. Kayfabe, oh, chill out, people. Bullshit! I know, I don't like her either, but this one's kayfabe. <laughs> um, Cody stirred the pot a little bit, told Dom that Rhea has eyes for Jay. 
Cody then defeated Dom as Dragon Lee looked on from the crowd. Like we mentioned, he's going to challenge Dom for the North American title. Um, after the match, Judgment Day prepared to attack, but think twice when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn run down the back of Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody went to leave the ring. Kevin Owens said, hey, not so fast. Calls him back to the ring, and they have um, a town hall meeting, if you will. Um, Kevin Owens questioning Cody on bringing in Jay to Raw. Cody says he believes in second chances, and he and Sammy both try and convince Kevin Owens to give Jay Uso a chance. Uh, KO says he doesn't trust Jay, but he does trust Cody and Sammy, so he hopes they're right. Um, Kofi Kingston defeated Ivar in a match that was much better than it sounds on paper. Yeah, um, I hope so. <laughs> Nakamura defeated Ricochet by DQ after Ricochet used a chair, which was initially introduced by Shinsuke. Um, after the match, Nakamura attacked Ricochet before Seth Rollins jumped the rail and they began brawling. Um, I'm not sure when the rematch is going to be. Probably fast lane that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, backstage, Piper Niven <laughs> asked Chelsea Green to name what country she's from to prove that they're friends. Chelsea replied, Florida. What? Uh, <laughs> fucking love Chelsea Green. In, yeah, in the ring, um, Chelsea and Piper versus Shayna and Zoe Stark end in a no contest when wrestling's most unwanted comeback, Nia Jax, attacks everybody in a deleted scene from the upcoming Godzilla movie. Just destroy everything. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's Nia Jax, minus one. It's, it's, minus it's, one. It's, um, Chad Gable asked Adam Pierce for another shot at Gunther. Pierce says it's not that simple. Bronson Reed tells Gable to get to the back of the line. They trade insults and then uh, they're going to face each other later on. Also backstage, Damian Priest told Jey Uso that the rest of the group wants Jimmy, but he wants Jay and asks him for an answer by the end of the night. Unbeknownst to them, Kevin Owens was overhearing this. Um, Bronson Reed defeated Chad Gable after the match. Tommaso Ciampa says he's tired of waiting in line and he's coming for Gunther. Um, after overhearing Jay's conversation with Priest, Kevin Owens argued with Jay in front of Sammy, who wishes Jay the best with his decision. Um, new NXT Women's Champion Becky Lynch issued an open challenge for her title, which was answered by Natalia. And naturally, Becky retained. Shocker. <laughs> Uh, Tommaso Ciampa defeated Giovanni Vinci by submission. Chalk up another loss for Vinci. Um, I've been calling it for months. He's probably going to be the one that gets kicked out of Imperium. Oh, for sure. Uh, and in the main event, Drew McIntyre defeated Jey Uso thanks to interference from the Judgment Day. Uh, and they each received a super kick from Jay, which was a clear answer. <laughs> but after the match, Judgment Day attacked Jay. Cody ran down to help him because McIntyre hesitated and just stayed up on the stage. Oy, oy, oy. So much crap. There's so many goddamn run-ins. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Like two DQs? Mm-hmm. A DQ and a no contest. Oh, yay. Classic WWE. Classic WWE. Uh, so, one more show. Um, let's talk last night on Dynamite Grand Slam. Grand Slam, hell of an episode, by the way. Hell of an episode. It began, by the way, with a huge way. Uh, I had no idea that we were going to start with uh, Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli for the Ring of Honor and New Japan Strong Style title. But 
it was Eddie Kingston that came out with the dub, becoming the new Ring of Honor World Champion, garnering, winning his first World Championship. Good for Eddie. Both men out there wearing the colors of Misawa and Kabata, just bringing up all the feels, all the feels. What a freaking match, by the way. And a, just a banger opener. I can't. I just, uh. I'm rewatching it later when I get to work. I don't give a damn what they say. Adam Cole visits Roderick Strong, next Strong, in the hospital as he has to leave to then go in MJF's corner. But it was so great. Fucking Adam comes in the room and, and Roddy's all, Adam, I can't see you. And he's all, well, sit up. And you just see <laughs> the fucking just slow, monotical. I, I'm, I, I hate the kingdom. I'm not a fan of the kingdom. But give me all the backstage segments with him and Adam Cole all day long, all fucking day long. They're the fucking greatest, absolute greatest. Christian Cage challenges Darby Allen to a three-way match against him and Luchasaurus for the TNT title, but Sting is banned from ringside. So Darby finally gets his shot, but uh, I think maybe this is just an opportunity for Christian to actually win the TNT title. But I'm, I'm still, still excited. Either Chris way, Jericho, Luchasaurus ain't walking out still champion. Fuck known if he is, then shame on us, but <laughs> I doubt it. Chris Jericho beautifully, absolutely picture perfectly timed, counters a shooting star press into a code breaker to defeat Sammy Guevara. The two shook hands and hugged after the match, but then Jericho received a swift kick in the nuts by Sammy, you bastard. Dan, uh, Don Callis came to escort Sammy from ring, and then that's when Dar- um, Kenny Omega tried to make some saves. So it looks like the Canadians are friends. Oh, God, there's a lot to go into it. There's so much to get into that. Following a suspected concussion from a pile driver earlier in the match, an audible may have been called as Ray Phoenix defeated John Moxley to capture the international title. Um, I was thinking the exact same thing. Boys in the TSK said the exact same thing. It was, it just, it felt weird as fuck. Yeah. And it's early in Mox's reign and blah, 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 blah. But Mox has been getting hurt and been used and abused lately. So, yeah, if, he's, if he got a concussion from the sounds of it, he does. Yeah, he needs to go sit down for a little bit. Take that vacation that we've been telling you to take for the last nine months, please. Oh, God. Despite uh, despite a lip lock <laughs> and, and strong zero from a near <laughs> fall, uh, Saray hits a super nightcap. Off the corner to retain her title. Um, I did not. I was. I, I liked this match. I wanted more out of it. I'm loving Tony's new theme. I'm yeah. to, uh, the whole new attitude. The whole new whatever. Um, yeah, the random kiss just would like maybe like all of a sudden in everybody's mind we just heard the fucking Pornhub theme or whatever. We're like, oh wait a minute. But then we remembered we're watching wrestling. So um, I don't think this is done though. No. I don't think we're done. Which there, I, was, there was some shenanigans in this match. Fucking A right there with shenanigans. And then following a parody of Bret Hart that we talked about, that was beautifully done. Another thing beautifully done here on this show. MJF retains the world chi- the world title against Samoa Joe in the main event after choking him out with a foreign object, the, the, uh, the rope from the turnbuckle, and a little assist from Adam Cole, who twisted the holy fuck out of his ankle trying to come to his rescue. By the way, and I'm telling this for all of our listeners and all of our viewers, if you are over 30, don't jump off of shit. Yeah, don't I, do it. Don't do I don't give a fuck if you're a pro wrestler for a living. If you're not gonna land and like roll, don't if you're gonna land right on your feet, please don't do it. Please don't. I fucking jumped off a curb yesterday. Fucking fucked my ankle yeah. up. Don't even this guy, this guy jumped off a fucking that fucking thing was like uh five feet in the air. 
and he ju- and twisted the shit out of his ankle, and he barely got in there to to play his part. And now he's in the hospital getting his fucking shit checked because it's swollen as bitch. So it's like great. You know, oh, Roddy got made. what he wanted then. Exactly. So now they're going to share a <laughs> hospital bed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Adam. <laughs> I like. I'm slowly loving Roddy Strong's over the top acting. Next strong. <laughs> the best. The fucking best. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I loved Sammy's kick to the nuts of Jericho. It was a mirror image of Jericho doing it to Shawn Michaels at Mania, so I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure how I feel about Sammy joining Don Callis. I mean, if he's going to turn heel, fine. But, I mean, Sammy can stand on his own two feet, but we'll see where this one goes. I'm with you. Um, I, I, I want Sammy to stand on his own two feet. But as the boys in the TSK pointed out, the last time he did that, he floundered something fierce. So maybe help him with a Don Callis. We're having a um, um, a Tequesta next to him, the whole whatever. You know, maybe that'd be a fucking killer tag team, by the way. Now that I'd really th- sit back and think about it, Sammy and Tequesta. Oi. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe Danny Garcia's turning face. I mean, they bumped into each other backstage and. Callus like, no, no, that guy's money. Leave him alone. Fucking ain't right. He's money. He's all the fucking money. All the fucking money. If there's any young star who needs to be AEW champion first, it's fucking Danny Garcia, and I will fight anybody that says anything different. I'm not fucking <laughs> playing. Uh, yeah, so I'm in a solid show. There was uh, kicked off beautifully with that huge title oh. change for Eddie Kingston. Um, oh. And yeah, everything was just confusing about Mox. You you could hear genuine concern in Taz's voice. I think that's what sold it as, oh shit, this is legit. But also... It's fucking Mox, normally the guy's worst case scenario. He's bleeding again, and he's like, oh fuck no, bro. Like, that pile driver looked gnar. Yeah, I don't think you can fake how wobbly Mox was. Like, he was out of it. He was out on his feet, as they say. Uh, But hopefully it's okay. Like, um... Almost definitely a concussion. Hopefully, it's a minor concussion. Yeah. Um, but he is way overdue that vacation. So, hopefully, now he a. finally gets it. Yeah, please go on vacation. Please. Por favor. Um, all right. That is all of this week's action recapped. And summer's end is almost over. But our next special event is coming your way November 23rd. And trust me, you do not want to miss promo series 8 Chaos Fury. It's going to be a packed night, including Survivor Series predictions and all of this. Beer has been raising up in his promo game. Day after day after day, Beer is making a freaking change, bro. He's going after it. He finally has reached the King of the Mike tournament, and he now goes one-on-one with an absolute veteran. They call him the podcast machine. Mike Lark. Yeah, my uh, promo series is Mike's event. Um, we'll find out very soon which team will come out on top of the blind tag team tournament. We do know now that the final two teams will be AJ Sparks and Beer or myself and Cypher, but the winners will face DCMO in duos trivia for the Max Tag Team Championships. Yeah, my DC does have his work cut out for him. He will also defend his knowledge championship in a traditional winner stays on Gauntlet. His first challenger will be Ted, Pete, and Nero, and the winner will defend the title against the captain. Last year was wild. We saw Beard take the title from Phoenix before losing it, not one, but two minutes later to the absolute legend that is Kenny Killer. The gauntlet is absolutely unpredictable. You should be ready for it all. Whew, good luck to you, DC. Yeah, Beard's been trying to win it back ever since. 
Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of unpredictable, who could have predicted a year ago that Cypher would not only defeat Moses for the TV title, turn on the jury, and join MDO, but exactly a year later would be challenging the MDO leader himself for the world title. Um, well, that's what's going to happen at Promo Series this year as Cypher goes head-to-head with El Jefe Moses Marquez for the second year in a row, but this time for the World Championship. Go to maxrossandnet.weebly.com slash promoseries8 for more information. But we do have one other stop before Promo Series join us on October 26th for our Halloween special. Will Chris Reed answer the call and challenge me for the TV title? Oof. If Halloween wasn't spooky enough, it's time to put the women and children to bed because things are about to get dark. The Phoenix has been absent for a number of months. A few weeks ago, we found him out. We found out why the demoness had trapped him in her possession. Last month, that all for one, the shape and the gesture managed to negotiate his release. Now it's time for the malevolent showdown. The demoness versus the Phoenix. The first time Come on, Phoenix, rise up. Voodoo chant. I'll give it a shot. Ade due dembella. Ade due dembella.
No, nothing. Have you tried throwing water over him yet? Ooh, 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 I've got it. Give him some Phoenix Tears. Of course, Phoenix Tears have healing powers. Right, calm down, Harry. Shut up. Hello, mortals. It is us. Well, well. Look who's awake. Took the mortals long enough to work out how to wake you up. <laughs> if I had my way, Firebird, you would never have woken up. But now who stands before me? The one and only thing that we were trying to accomplish. You needed to find out who the inner demon inside yourself was. <laughs> but you embraced your human side. Why, Phoenix? Why? You didn't need to. You, of all people, had the demon inside your head. And instead of embracing it, you embraced your human. And now you stand before me, the demon that you once was. And what are we going to do about it, though, Phoenix? You have been a fool in our side, and we had to kidnap you to prove a point. But... If you hadn't have woken up, then the little toy that the jester and the shape presented to us <laughs> they were brave enough to call us crazy. You have no idea. But Phoenix, this is where the road ends for you. You may be a demon. But I'm a demoness, and I am the most powerful demon in this whole realm of Max Wrestling. And you of all people should know better. Now what shall I do with you? Because <laughs> torturing you wasn't enough, was it? Them naive mortals had to try and wake you up. And here you stand. Telling us what exactly. I have taken your life for the past three months. 
Not even a stir. And now you're going to come and hunt us down. <laughs> I invite it, Phoenix. The only difference is, this time I won't return you. And this time you will not leave here alive. As they say, when the candles go out, the real fun begins. <laughs> I'm taking your soul, Phoenix. I'm taking, I've already taken your mind. What else is there for me to do with you? You won't get the chance to find out. This is the end for you. Don't expect to come back this time. And shape and jester. Stay away from my realm. You come to us again. I will not hesitate to kill you both. <laughs> what happens in the dark stays in the dark. <laughs> I must admit, I underestimated the demoness. What I've been through, it's like being in a, a nightmare you can't wake up from. But now I know what I'm up against. And I know what I must become. Thank you for waking me after all this time. And now I look at you all with the whole damn world in my hands. I have become a necessary evil in a world that has thrown itself away to mortal monsters. I don't plan on dying in your realm, Demoness. I plan on taking it over for myself. You made the mistake of taking me as a mortal. But now it is time to see how you handle the demon of the Welsh Valleys. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
All right. Um, well, I, I don't know what the hell is going on with Phoenix. He He's completely flipped uh, with that persona. Um, I don't know what the hell Demon S did to him, but it's woken something up. But the good news is Dragon Club is intact because Phoenix showed up. That is true. Good for him. Um, I've been saying this forever. There's always that extra little level of the Phoenix that never really comes out. And now we must all be a, a little extra worried in this promo mm-hmm. game that we do. So he, He's gone to the dark side for sure, but um, I'll, I'll see what I can do about that. Now let's find out this week's Geek of the Week. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. We're ready for a fun one because this is a fun one So earlier in the show we talked about Kevin Nash and his absolute stupidity So I'm already going to Kind of just give him a check mark um, As obviously Geek of the week but for a special Little swerve this week I'm bringing in somebody because we Used to do this all the time on the shit mark say But now today I want to put a special spotlight On one of these goddamn just Good old fashioned idiots Good old fashioned idiots and we're just going to Call them we're just going to call him JR. That's not his name. We're just going to call him JR. It's going to make life a little easier for us. So JR in this lovely discussion that we were having um, on Facebook, on Facebook, again, mind you, TikTok has been not as toxic. Heck, is actually turning into like a half sports talk at this point. So jump on and make sure you're doing that. But right here on Facebook, Wrestling World is normally where I've been hanging out besides RWT and Max Wrestling uh, to just jump into some conversations. And my man post, uh, had commented does AEW have a hundred million views combined in four years? And I put nope, and neither did WWE when I when they started out. And he turned around and said, at four years old, WWE didn't have an owner who was an, had an imaginary war in his head who was constantly going after another top company. Which uh, your <laughs> your face, along with four or five other comments, said, "Yeah, he did. Why do you think all the territories went away?" <laughs> so it's. JR, I, I, this is just good old fashioned blind, um, blind love is what we're going to call it. I'm not going to call it stupid love. I'm not going to call it what I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm just going to say this is when you blind loyalty. That's the stupid terminology I want to look for. Blind loyalty. That's what this is. The man that you're saying is not a crazy person is exactly that. He is a fucking crazy person to the fifth degree. And uh, yeah, he took every top talent from every promotion there was. And he said, I'm going to pay you more money. And then he said, oh, hey, wait, we make so much money in this arena. They're not allowed to be here anymore. That's what Vince McMahon did to get the WWF really pushed and going. And by the 90s, they were they got stale because there was nothing else in town but them. So think before you write, ladies and gentlemen, think before you write or you just may end up on a regular geek of the week. Dummy. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh man, you know it's it's stuff like that that makes me miss shit, Mark say. But it's just it's how <clears throat> it's uh it's harder to find these uh idiots these days. Fucking a right it is. So moving on to this week's MVP of the weekend, it's quite an easy one.
Uh, without question, got to give it to uh, the new Ring of Honor World Champion, finally winning some big, big gold um, in his own on his own turf as well. Mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston, my boy. Good for you, dude. Seriously, good for you, Eddie. Way overdue, uh, but perfect timing. Perfect time. At I the mean, same we had, time, somehow. It's it's one of those where it's it it should have happened sooner, but we're we're gonna take it for it happening now. So, again, just good job at finally pulling that plug. That's what that's what's been needed to be done. He should have won at a Ring of Honor event and didn't, but it's okay. Again, him as Ring of Honor champ is gonna be big because now you got the New Japan Strong title title on him still. So that means New Japan guys from New Japan Strong can come into Ring of Honor. There you go. Yeah. Bring in the peoples. What happened to that forbidden door? I know that motherfucker's still open. Uh, yeah, I'm good with him not winning it at an ROH show purely because he just won it on a in a huge stadium in mm-hmm. his home in his home city. So That's good right. for you, Eddie. Uh, mm. and and he won it from like his biggest rival slash best friend. This is true. This these guys have been fucking rivals since oh god, uh, like the womb. The womb at this point. I mean, <laughs> in all reality, it's like they they became best friends while working at Chikara, and yeah. that was where their biggest feud was from. So, that was what twenty years ago. Yeah. Crazy man. Uh, so good for you, Claudio, too, doing that for your buddy. Hell yeah. Uh, well, thank you for joining us for summer's end. I hope we rocked you harder than. Well, actually, I hope. You, we rocked you harder than Demon S rocked Phoenix, whatever the hell she did to him. But uh, before we go anywhere, here's what Moses has for you, Pencil Neck Geeks, this week on the A to B of Retro Rewind. Oh, my goodness. So much is going on. So much. That's literally what's going on. There's just so... an American talking Tottenham went directly to TikTok. Um, we're starting there. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like the YouTube thing. It's coming. It's coming. But I did not, it, as, as stupid as this sounds, me being a sports guy, it's covered sports before, it's covered American football. Football happens fast. Okay. Yeah. Especially in the Premier League, it happens fast. So if you're not on it, you're going to miss it. So I'm going to do the best I can to keep up with it. Much of it is going, but make sure you're on TikTok for that one. Uh, same thing with Bolt Rant, kind of on there at the same time. We will be coming to YouTube. They're not going away. Right now, everything is just all quick initial reactions. So TikTok is the best place for that. Um, but again, within time, we're coming back with that. The boys in the TSK, their palms are itching. They're dying to get back. I tell you what, um, the sale of WWE Part 3 is coming out, hopefully within the next week. We're hoping, we're hoping, we're hoping. Um, we have already dropped two of those once before, a part one, a part two. A part three is going to be just pretty much breaking down the new deal with Endeavor and act the new TKO and the blah, 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 blah. Where can they go from here? Um, I know the boys do truly want to talk about punk and what may ha- may or may not happen, so that could be another episode coming out. Um, other than that, everything else is moving and grooving as we come along. We're trying to do new stuff on this show here, so we're hoping you guys are loving the green screen stuff because, truth be told, I don't mind doing it. It's actually kind of fun. It gives me a reason <laughs> to put the darn thing up. But um, 
to make sure you're following along and make sure you're checking out all the fun changes. You got to be hitting up all the social media, the the evil X machine, the Twitter machine, whatever we're calling it these days, the Twitter X. I'm gonna call it Twitter X. It makes life easier. At Max Wrestling UK, at the Captain Five One Two, and at SMRPodNet is where you can find us. And of course, check out the beautifully done website, MaxWrestlingNet.Weebly.com. And do not forget to hit the subscribe button, follow button here on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all over the place. We're getting great on views. We're getting good on subs. But again, we got to get to 1,000. The sooner we get there, the sooner more things are happening. My man, Beer, yes, he's climbing the ranks in the tri- in the trivia tournaments. He's all about it. And maybe he's getting better in the promo. We don't know what he's really about. It's really about his fucking team, Man City. And if we can go United. live, he's, I'm sorry, Man, sorry, man United. <laughs> he's going to be mad at me. <laughs> Lost. A, by, by the way, first off, I'm going to say it just like this. How, did you really think you were going to beat Bayern? Did you really think you were going to beat Bayern? But that's a different thing for a different yeah. day. It ain't if 99 can, anymore. No, sir. If we can, if we can get, if we can get to a thousand, I assure you, we might see some beer and some and some uh, and some mo action on some FIFA 24. Not FIFA 24. What's the fucking EAFC now? That's what it's called. All I know is, is the sooner we can go to live, the sooner you guys are going to get way more stuff, way more. So get us there, please, and thank you, and we'll get it right back at you. Yeah, you guys thought beer was intense in promos and knowledgeable in oh trivia. You've never seen him with footy. He, jeez, he's my goat. Him and him and Nikola, believe it or not. If you want to, if you <laughs> if you know the demoness, his light side, it's not that light. That's let's keep it funky. It's her her mortal light. side. There you go. Her mortal. She is a huge West Ham fan. Huge. You thought she'd fucking take your kneecaps off for talking shit about her promos? <laughs> Don't say nothing <laughs> about the hammers. Oh, um. Yeah, you, you will definitely forever be blowing bubbles. Let me tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, join us next week for Wrestle Dream predictions. We'll take another break from the trivia tournament before the grand final. Um, hopefully, in two weeks' time. If not, it'll be in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but for now, you've been watching the Cap and Mo and special guests. Goodbye and good night. Grown ass man, still Chris, hit me up.